1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time. It's time. Time, time
0: to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone with the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. So this is
2: generally one of my favorite shows Draft time. It is our official mock draft. We do these mostly every year. Go through what we think the Niners are going to take. It's always fun. It's like Christmas. I'm Al Sacco with Brian Reddick, 49ers Web Zone, no huddle podcast, part of the Odyssey family. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, please. If you like the show, give us a rating, a good rating if you like the show. If you don't like the show, just don't write anything. But if you do, (laughs) give us five stars, please. Brian. Dude, I'm excited. Even though the Niners don't have a pick until the third round, can't wait. It's always a fun weekend. It's really the last exciting weekend before things get really dull. I mean, as much as the NFL is dull, but May and June are definitely the two slowest months in the NFL. So this is it. We ramp up, and then we kind of ramp down, but it's going to be a fun weekend.
3: Yeah, I am, uh, I'm wearing my uh, 2021 NFL draft hat, my 49ers draft hat. Hopefully that's not uh, not bad luck based on how things have gone so far uh, with the first pick in that draft. Uh, I feel like I, I missed an opportunity to order the draft hat for this season so that I had it for the show, but hey, it is what it is. I still got one of them on and uh, yeah, no, I love, I love draft season and it is, it's fun to dig into some of these players. It's fun to try and try and get in, in the minds of John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan and and try and figure out, hey, you know, based on how they've drafted in the past, based on what we know about them, which of these players do we think, you know, can, can we can see in, in red and gold? And I'll be interested to see what you have and, and, and compare that to mine. So uh, background for what we did here, uh, Al and I both uh, individually uh, did a 49ers only mock draft on the Pro Football Network uh, mock draft simulator. Uh, we did that because Al did not have access to the Pro Football Focus Mock Draft Simulator, which just this year, uh, you now have to have a subscription for, which, hey, nickel and diamond people to death, but it is what I'm it is. I'm not
2: doing that. Absolutely not. I'm not subscribing <laughs> to anything. I don't read things behind a paywall. Forget about it.
3: It's 2023. Yeah,
2: I, Free content, baby.
3: Yeah, I do, not, uh, I do not read anything behind a paywall either. Um, so yeah, so we did the Pro Football Network Mock Draft Simulator. And just a caveat for anybody listening right now. Now, obviously, every mock draft simulator is going to be different. Uh, Pro Football Network, just like Pro Football Focus, does all of their own rankings of players. And so some players they have a lot lower than others do, and some players they have a lot higher than others do. And so, again, we are beholden to the simulator that we used. And so, I will speak to my own process as I went through it is that uh, I also. My favorite draft resource every year is Dane Brugler's The Beast. Uh, mm-hmm. Dane Brugler covers the draft for The Athletic, puts out an incredible, uh, an incredible draft guide. Uh, this year's is 308 pages long. It's an absolute draft Bible, if you will. And so when it came to looking at which players were available when I was picking in this mock draft, I tried to... I tried to use his, his round uh, predictions, right, or his rankings. And so if, you know, if, if I was in the third round and there was a player that Dane maybe had like a, a early or late second round grade on, but it was available in this mock draft, I, I didn't go with that player because it just didn't seem necessarily realistic. Now, obviously Dane can be wrong. Obviously Pro Football Network can be wrong so again we are we are uh, beholden to the the resources that we have, and so um I'm excited to get into this with you al um, and so uh, i have a con-
2: Brian, yeah. i have a quick a quick confession to make so I did yep. go on pro football i did, I did go on this, and I did about four of these okay. and i kept what I kept seeing was that for example, they'd have running backs, like the running back is like their hundred and tenth ranked player, so the the running back would go in like the third round. And I'm like, wait, that running back is not going to go in fifth yeah. round. So yeah. did I do a PFN draft? Yeah. Is there a little Al Sacco to it? Yeah. Ooh, I kind of okay. just said, you know, listen, okay. cause I had my own thing I did. And then we talked and we said, we'll do this. So mine's a combination of pro football network I like and Al Sacco and Al Sacco Net- network. <laughs> um, and everything else that I took in in there, but I'm excited to get into it. I did. It was interesting to see the things that I had and that Pro Football Network wouldn't let me do. And then I said, "To hell with you, Pro Football Network! I'm going to do it anyway." So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I like yeah. it. But it's pretty, pretty, pretty consistent with what it was on, on the simulator.
3: Perfect, perfect. I right, mean, you
2: go, you go first. Start us off.
3: All right. So, again, the first pick for the 49ers is all the way down at 99. And here's the other thing: they have 99, 101, and 102. I With, I would say, 90% certainty, will say that they are not going to pick at ninety
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: One and one oh two. In fact, most scouting departments, most front offices really don't like having that many picks that close together uh, because they like to tear out their players and, and things like that. And so there's going to be movement from the 49ers in this draft, whether it be because they trade a player and and get a higher pick and so they can pick then or whether they're just trying to trade up higher into the third or whatever, I don't think that they're going to have these three almost consecutive third round picks but again for this for this exercise we will, and so at 99 uh, I went with uh, a player that I think could be there for them at 99. Um, could go earlier in the third round, but I think the third round is, is, is right where they have them, and that is offensive tackle Tyler Steen from Alabama. So I, I personally, uh, I think that the biggest need that the 49ers have going into this draft is right tackle. Mike McGlinchey is gone. They've got these guys that, you know, when they draft offensive linemen, outside of drafting Mike McGlinchey at number 10, The majority of the offensive linemen that this team has drafted have incredible positional flexibility, meaning they can play tackle, they can play guard. But it, to me, feels like a lot of those can play tackle, can play guard, tend to be more guard than tackle. And so they've got Colton McKibbitz, they've got Spencer Burford, they've got uh, Jalen Moore, they've got Nick Zakel, right? They've got all these guys. Tyler Steen is a tackle. He played left tackle for Alabama. Uh, This past season, he was a four year or sorry, not a four year starter, uh, but he started his career at Vanderbilt, uh, graduated from Vanderbilt, entered the portal and then went to Alabama and played for one season, played left tackle for Alabama. Again, left tackle is a sneaky need for this team because we have no idea how long we have Trent Williams. And so uh, can he slot in right at right tackle? Yeah. Does he have experience there? A little bit, not a ton. but uh he is a very athletic uh tackle he is uh 6'6", 321 pounds he is the seventh ranked tackle uh on dame brugler's beast uh number fifty four on his big board overall so at ninety nine i think that's really good value um again a one year starter uh but really good pass protector really athletic i think would be great in a zone scheme and uh yeah, I think, like I said, I think that is their biggest need. And with a player like that available, I'm going to jump on it.
2: I want tackle as well. And I agree with you. I think that's, I can even see them maybe trading up for one. I think it's that big of a need. 100%. We, I didn't do any trade. I thought about doing trades, but I just I just pick straight through on, on this as well. I don't think there's any way the yeah. Niners use all their picks. I think they're going to move around. But for the, for this exercise, I just pick dudes where they are. And I went with the guy who's becoming a draft crush of mine, and that's Wanya Morris. From Oklahoma. He's six five. He's 317. He's just a big athletic dude. And you said athletic, and, and that's the key word for me of the tackle position, because he's a guy who can get out, he can pull, he can get to the second level. He's a terrific, terrific pass blocker. He's a guy that they can use, even if he doesn't play this year, maybe in an Aaron Banks type situation where next year, I believe he's someone that could step right in and, and can start for them for a long time. And, and maybe he can even challenge McKivic this year. I like him a lot. Now, one of the downsides with him from doing my research is that he he gets in trouble when his technique is off. So his technique can fall apart and then he gets in trouble. But if he can get coached up and look, the Niners, I think one of the best coaching staffs in the NFL. If he's somebody that they can coach up, he can be a long-term starter in the league. So Wanya Morris is a guy that to me, again, I think would be a great pick at the end of the third round. And he would be a really nice fit in San Francisco. He's somebody that I have, will continue to have my eye on
3: yeah he started started his career at tennessee at left tackle but played at oklahoma this past season at right tackle so he has mm-hmm. right tackle experience and i mean can you really go wrong with somebody named after wanyeh morris from boys, from boys Man. i don't think you can i don't think you can i love it the, the only i i think with the the one thing with oklahoma right they run that really rpo heavy scheme and so that really mm-hmm. is you, you got to use some projection because that type of offense, he's not gonna he's not gonna see in the NFL, or at least not consistently. So um, that's another guy that that I think could absolutely be a, a pick of theirs, um, especially in that in that one area, uh, 99, 101, and uh, 102. So let's move on to pick 101. You know, one of the things. Uh, shout out to Steph Sanchez covers the 49ers for uh, well, she covers it them herself, but. Uh, also a part of uh, Niners Nation, uh, does a podcast with Jason Aponte, does her own podcast, 49 Carrots podcast. And she's done a lot this year on uh, tracking like top 30 visits, when when the 49ers meet with specific players, put together an entire spreadsheet that you have access to if you go to her Twitter and click on her little uh, bio link there. Uh, but one of the things she tweeted out, the uh, I think it was, it was either yesterday or, or today, Uh, you know, a a nice thread about the 49ers and how often they are drafting players in this regime that they've had in for top 30 visits. And as the the regime has gotten uh, older, they've done it a lot. And as a matter of fact, I think last year they drafted four players that they had brought in for top 30 visits. So Mm -hmm. I used her document to kind of take a look at who are the players that they brought in on top thirty visits? And so uh, I I drafted one here at one hundred and one, uh, and that guy is DJ Johnson, the uh, edge from uh, Oregon. Uh, so here's here's where I think the 49ers need uh, something different. Right? They've spent the past few seasons uh, once D Ford was was done uh with with big ends, right? Um when was this defensive line at its best? When they had a speed rusher opposite Nick Bosa in D Ford. And I think that's what they're missing. They brought in, I think they brought in Samson Ebukam thinking he could be that. And while he was effective, he wasn't as effective. And so I looked for uh, specifically for edge players that would would meet that criteria. And so DJ Johnson who is also a NorCal native. He's actually a Sacramento native, went to Luther Burbank High School in Sacramento. Uh, But DJ Johnson is 6'4", 260, but he runs a four four nine forty coming off the edge. That's screaming. That is real Mm. fast. And he's a little bit older. He was a six-year senior at Oregon. Um, He's 24 and a half on draft day. So he's an older prospect. But for a team like the 49ers, I don't think age is really that big a deal because again, you're, you're aiming for these next two years. So whether, whether by the time he's done with his rookie contract, he's 29, you don't really care, right? Because it you're trying to get something out of him now. And I think he would be a, a tremendous, again, speed rusher off the edge, which I think they've been missing. They've got Drake Jackson, who I think is again, more of the big end. He's not, He's incredibly bendy, incredibly flexible, athletic, he's not super fast. Uh, they also brought in Cleveland Farrell, right? Uh they've got uh the the well, I can't remember, uh the the guy they brought in from the Lions, former Clemson guy. But I I really think they're missing that that speed rusher. And so again, I'm going DJ Johnson, uh Edge from Oregon. That guy is
2: Austin Bryant, who they who they brought in. Thank you. I thank I, you. I agree with they have this is a huge need for me, too. Huge. They have Drake Jackson. We have no idea. No idea on Drake Jackson. They have Austin Bryant, who's been hurt a lot, hasn't produced much. They brought back Kerry Hyder, who had the one season with the, with the Niners, but he's nothing more than really a rotational guy. You and obviously. More inside. Had, right. And he was almost inside. exclusively
3: inside last year. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's not somebody who's going to come off the edge for you. Cleveland Farrell, like you said, can he be a reclamation project? Maybe. Alex Barrett's on the squad. Nick Bosa is great, but they're one injury away from Nick Bosa from having a major problem, and they 100%. still need to address this to me. And I, I went with that cheer too, and I went actually with uh, Telenoa Hufunga's cousin, whose name I'm going to absolutely Tule. destroy. Tuli Tuli polu which I'm sure that's not even close to saying his last name. But he put up an All American season. He was uh, he actually led the FBS with 13 and a half sacks, and he was ranked second uh, nationally with 22 tackles for loss. He was a Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. Dude, his natural pass rush instincts. He's got. a plays with a lot of effort. I don't know if he's going to be there at 101. I've seen mocks where he's late second round, early third. I've seen mocks where he's absolutely right here. So he's somebody that I, I think may be able to be there. And if he is there, Niners should consider it because he he produces, man. And that's a position to me that I. Again, if we're talking Super Bowl, that scares the hell out of me because you're one Nick Bosa injury away from problem. Whereas last year, they maybe could have gotten away with it. I know you have Hargrave that's going to make things better inside, but still on on those outsides, if you you know, Menahue and Ibukam, you say, all right, you know, we got we we got some people that can hold it down for a few games. Bosa goes out, I don't think anybody feels comfortable. So that's a huge need for me, and I think the Niners, whether it's 99 or 101 or or 102, I, I really see them going edge with one of those three picks.
3: Yeah, it is Tuli Pulotu. Tuipulotu, Pulotu. Tui Pulotu. And, and he's the, the other thing is, he's a young guy. He's only 20 uh, 20 points. He's well, his birthday is this is two years after I graduated high school, which just blows my mind. But uh, he's born in 2002. So, yeah, a young guy as well to develop. And then, hey, that's pretty cool. If you've got cousins playing on the same team, you got to love that. Uh, no, that's a great pick. Uh, again, like you said, I've seen. I've seen them mocked anywhere from late two to late three, early four, right? So again, mm. just players that we think will be there. Whether they are or not, obviously we have no idea, but um that's the that's the nature of trying to do a mock draft for a team who doesn't pick until 99. Uh so let's look at 102. Again, I don't I, I have zero belief that they are going to pick all three here, uh almost consecutive. Uh but at 102, I went with a guy. That uh, I think could be a Jimmy Ward replacement, and that is uh, Illinois hybrid safety cornerback. Uh, Jartavius Martin goes by Kwan, uh, play to Illinois. He is 5'11, 194 pounds, runs a 4'4'6'40. And as uh, Kyle Madsen said on our previous episode on Monday, The guy's just a gangster. He's a baller. He's very Jimmy Ward-like. Wherever you put him, he's going to he's going to excel. You want to put him in at nickel, he's going to excel. He did at Illinois. You want to put him at free safety? He's going to excel. He did at Illinois. If you want to put him at strong safety, he can tackle. He can he can play in the box. He has a nose for the ball. And again, I think I think safety outside of right tackle and edge, safety is the next biggest need because You've got Talanohu Funga, and then really Miles Hartsfield, George Odom, Quantrez Knight on the practice squad. Uh, Hey, Tayshon Gibson, who's going to start 32 years old, right? On a one year deal. So you need to find the future there. Uh, When I was picking here, Jair Brown, who I think could be another target, a guy that they brought in on a top 30 visit, was not available. He was already selected. Uh, But I, and I, I mean, for Dame uh quan Martin is his uh, is his third ranked safety uh, number eighty one overall as a prospect uh, has a third round grade on him, so again, he could be there. Uh, but another guy that I think uh, is just a is just a football player, and just like Jimmy Ward, I think he would be uh, an absolute uh, home run at one oh two.
2: I thought a lot about safety here just because it's a need. and like you said, that's another position where if there's an injury. I'm worried they're not as deep as they have been in past years. You don't have someone like Jimmy Ward on the team who can, who can plug in back there and, and you feel fine, but this isn't a great drafted safety. And I, as much as I thought about it, I went elsewhere. Another position where, again, they don't have the depth and they're an injury away from a problem. And they also need to start thinking about the future at' tight end. So this is a very deep draft for tight ends. And they can certainly find someone later in the draft that will Mallory or someone like that. But, is I was going through, I, Brian sent us, sent me this Dane Brugler, the beast that he died. And I, I, it's phenomenal. I've been doing a lot of my draft prep on it. And he wrote something about a tight end that I'm going to read to you that I actually a tight end. I was not even on my radar. And then I read this and I said, he needs to get on my radar because it sounds like a fit for the 49ers. That's Bretton strange tight end from Penn state. What Brugler wrote about him, muscular, athletic build, highly competitive after the catch. Shows a knack for creating separation and settling down in zones. Said he has natural hand tracking outside of his frame without breaking stride. Sounds great in a run after the catch offense, doesn't it? He only had one drop in 38 targets in 2022. Um, Brugler noted that he's comfortable catching passes on the perimeter or over the middle. Here's another thing that sounds very 49er like. He's a feisty run blocker. blocker, He can generate power through his hips and he stays low. He's effective as a lead blocker. You can run him on counters. Um, he works aggressively when he's in space, so he's a good space blocker. He's done kickoff and punt returns, and he's lined up in the backfield, in line, slot, outside, so he's versatile. To me, this just sounded like a 49ers tight end. He's six three, two fifty three, I believe George Kittle's listed at six four, two fifty. Just sounded like someone. Wow, if if you're just not looking at anything and just reading something about someone, that sounded exactly like someone the Niners would would go after. I went back and watched some stuff on. I think he'd be a great addition. I think he'd be someone that. Again, can come in. And most of these tight ends don't have huge stats in college. George Kittle certainly did. He had about 740 yards in four years. It's all about fit. So you get someone uh, like Strange comes in, can really produce in a 49ers offense, can block. I thought he'd be a tremendous pick until I out the third round.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?